This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Do you want to make your Christmas easier when you live with multiple sclerosis? Click the link in the show notes and get your download. Hi and welcome to this episode where I'm exploring how can I make Christmas easier when I've got MS. If you live with MS, you might have previously struggled over Christmas or a celebration if you don't celebrate Christmas. Or this might be the first year that you're finding things a bit more difficult. And this episode is all about making things easier for you in the approach up to the big event. What I want to say right at the top, I know that not everybody celebrates Christmas. But this applies equally to any kind of big celebration or event. So this is part of this special events and Christmas with MS series. And although we can't guarantee our health on the day, we can plan in advance and we can make it as easy as possible. I've learnt to not rush out of bed on Christmas morning. And I do things much more gradually over the weeks running up to the event. So let's get on to this. And I've got a number of different areas and I've got a load of tips just for you. So the first area that I want to look at is you, your MS and Christmas. It's about managing your expectations of just what you're capable of, just how much you want to be involved. Do you have to? Do you want to? Do you feel you need to? And it's around adapting your mindset accordingly. So trying to find waste is not just about, I've got to do this because that might be how, and the way that you've always done it because that's how your parents used to do it and their parents used to do it before them. Going to midnight mass the day before, not the day, but the night before you've got a big full-on day for example, it's thinking about things, adjusting your mindset, question yourself, why are you taking the approach of saying, I need to do this, I have to do that. You're going to be making it better for you by thinking about things. Self-care, it's not about being rude to other people. Actually, by caring for yourself, you're making it better for everybody. Another thing that you need to think about, how do you feel asking for help? Because it might well be that you're going to be asking people for help and I know it's not easy to ask for your help. So think about ways that could make this easier for you to do. You might try introducing something like an IOU system where you ask somebody for help if you're not having a great day. And in return, you just write them an IOU and I owe you for 
for example, to help you after Christmas with something that I can do. Also, things around your MS that might need planning now so that you can put them out of the way when it gets closer. So things like just making sure you've got your drugs booked in for delivery or your appointments are booked in and you know when they are, you can plan around these things. The second area, this goes without saying for everybody with MS, whether you struggle with fatigue, which has a massive impact on what you can do, what you're capable of, or whether you don't necessarily suffer with fatigue, but actually this is going to be a full-on period. So you need to think about how you're going to manage your energy. The first thing you want to do is think about things earlier than you might have used to have done. So maybe a couple of years ago, maybe you could cram everything into that last week before the event. I've discovered that I need to allow three times as long as I used to. And I use that concept in everything that I do. One, so that I can go slower. Or two, so that if I've got a bad day, um, then I can take that day off and not worry about things. So try to plan things to start happening earlier. Then I want you to make a list and break it up for a week at a time. And be, be quite kind to yourself. So if you've got a big list, don't try and fit 20 things onto each week. You're better off putting a thing a day and making your plan and your effort go over seven weeks rather than two, for example. Third thing, try to do a little bit each day. And if it's a good day, then maybe do a little bit more, but with some rests. And again, in terms of managing your energy, have a think around who else could help. Don't think that you've got to do everything. Don't think that you've got to be Superman or Wonder Woman when you live with MS. It's just not always possible. So that's the first area, the whole energy management. Now, it's really important to consider some of the practical challenges. There's shopping involved. Yes, we're in lockdown number two at the moment here in the UK. So going shopping is not necessarily going to be happening. It might be better to do online shopping and booking some food delivery, whether or not we're in lockdown. So it's trying to find good online providers and have a look at their timescales. And you could start doing that now and then get some things ordered and booked and planned in. So that's the shopping. I don't know if you like me, but writing cards is really, really tough for me. And it's also really tiring because I've got numb fingers and hands and weakness for opening envelopes and things like that. It's actually really hard to do the whole card writing piece here that you might want to adopt. How about sending postcards? You can order some that are a little bit larger than normal. You can get Christmas ones. And then it's just a case of you're writing your message, you're writing the address, 
stamps nowadays are already sticky. You've not got to lick them. So I don't know whether or not postcards might be a nice idea. And I know a lot of people have actually stopped sending cards um, and donate to charity instead. I prefer to actually send a card. I like receiving cards. I love seeing them around um, in the room. So that's another thing that just an idea. If your fingers don't work very well, it can be really difficult to wrap gifts. Not only because of the folding of the paper and the making it all lovely and Instagram worthy, um, but it's also where the heck is the end of the sellotape? I can't feel them, but numb fingers means I either have to delegate this totally, which I try to do, but wrapping presents when you've got no manual dexterity is tough. Sits alongside your expectations of Christmas and your expectations of how you want others to see you. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with plain brown paper being gathered up around a gift and tied just at the top with string. Possibly, I used to do this. Um, but it can look really quirky to get some newspaper and just use that and wrap them up and just have some nice string at the top because actually we're trying to conserve our energy. Another idea that I've seen online is how about wrapping your gifts in a tea towel? Not a used dirty tea towel, obviously. It's a new tea towel. And then you just, again, tie something round the top. That has got to be easier than cutting the paper, folding the paper, putting on sellotape. So that's something that I'm seriously considering. I'm going to be looking online to find some nice, not too costly Christmas tea towels. Another idea that I really liked put some gifts in a jar. And if you've got some spare jars, great. If not, then you can order jars online. Again, you're spending some money, but it can be a really nice way to stack up some little gifts for people. So that's a lot around the sort of manual dexterity side. But now what about prepping the food? Don't leave all your prepping until the day itself. If you've got somebody else who can help, that's great. But if not, what can you prepare in advance and freeze? So you need to make sure your freezer's got space. My freezer is uh, fairly chock-a-block with stuff that's been in way too long. So there, are, you know, it's just another thing. Make space so that you can do this. But there's nothing wrong with buying ready-prepared sides so ready prepared vegetables that you can just use in the microwave make it as easy as you can i know some of you are going to say but i really love doing all this prep and i really love all the cooking so that is absolutely fine but if you're doing it just be aware that you need to factor in some time for you to recover. And if that's where you want to expend your energy, 
that's absolutely fine. We always agree in advance who's going to bring what. So somebody always brings the starter. Somebody always brings the cheese or a section of the cheese. So it's just about spreading the load. Other things like if it is a serious problem and if it is going to be falling to you to do all this preparation, then you might want to think about things like getting a perching stool. They're not, I've got one, they're not very aesthetically pleasing, shall we say. They are very much a medical device, but it's a stool that is quite high that you can just kind of know that you can rest back on it. So you're not putting all the energy, you're not expending all the energy having to stand up. And there's things like decorating, decorating a Christmas tree. Have you got somebody that's going to help you do it? If you're going to do it yourself, is it going to be a real tree? Or can you get one of these pre-lit imitation trees? Obviously, it's your choice, but it's a difficult thing to do with if you've got dexterity issues. It's a difficult thing to do if you've got balance problems or if you've got uh, general fatigue issues, because it's a lot, of, a lot of effort and a lot of standing. So see what you can do to make tree decorating a bit easier. The third area to think about, what does this mean for other people? It's going to be full on, but it's also going to be really magical. Have you got other adults that are in the house? They probably fall into one of two categories. Maybe they don't usually do very much. Maybe they go down the pub. Maybe they have a little bit too much to drink. So that's the one type of person that might be in the house. Or maybe they're people who actually do a lot. For the people that don't usually do very much, how can you encourage their help in those days before Christmas? And you might not be asking them to help you on Christmas. What you might be doing is asking them to help with other things that means you're conserving your energy for the big day. What about those ones that tends to do an awful lot to help? What can you do to let them know how much you appreciate them? Because it's so fantastic when you've got people that are helping you. But we need to feel that we're saying thank you as well. Let them know that they're appreciated, especially at this time of year. So that was thinking about the other people in your life. Now, what I didn't say was if you've got young children, you know you're going to be out of bed early. It's okay to catch up on a bit of sleep. So don't feel that you've got to keep going and keep going and keep going if you've been up since 5.30. So just thinking now about your energy management on the day. Resting is not you being rude or being lazy. Resting is self-caring. So I want you to think about where can you factor in some rest times. What we like to do in our house is we have a list for the sort of meals, etc. We have a list of by the time. So we'll put nine o'clock a.m. This is what we're doing. So it might be peeling 
carrots to make the soup and we'll get the soup underway. Um, and then we just break it down by different times and make sure that we've got the really, really tiny detail on there that says, at this time, turn the oven to this temperature and then allow 10 minutes for that to get warm and then make sure that we set the timer and work backwards for all the different steps to the meal. It just really helps not having to try and rely on my cog-fogged brain if it's all written down with a nice plan. And then I always delegate it anyway to my husband because he enjoys it and he's got the energy. Having some flipping fun and enjoying yourself. Just doing little things, put some tinsel on your walking stick or wheelchair or whatever devices you might use. And if you don't use any, great, then just stick it round your neck. Make sure everybody else is going to get as wobbly as you are. And then give bent, knowing that you've had a great time, but knowing that you've also made a difference to somebody else. So just think how you can give back a little bit. So there you have it. Making Christmas easier when you live with MS. Now there's a freebie that you can download with some tips on making Christmas easier when you live with MS. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes. The next episode in this Christmas series will be looking at when you are with a group of people for the first time, either after you've been diagnosed or after you've come out and told people about your diagnosis of MS, because there's a lot to talk about on that one. So that will be in the next episode. And until then, have fun starting to prepare. Do you want to make your Christmas easier when you live with multiple sclerosis? Click the link in the show notes and get your download. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.